Hi everyone, this is Scott Withers, Tournament Director of the 2020 Saniam Open. Just wanted to get on here and do a little bit of a preview to the event. Uh, this is kind of an extension of our year-round disc golf podcast, but I wanted to take a second and do some course previews, thank some sponsors, and just kind of give you an overall heads up of what the event's going to look like. So it is this Sunday, January 19th, coming up real quick. I am super excited for this event, been putting in a ton of time, ton of effort to make sure that it's as good as it can be for all the players that are involved. It looks like the weather's going to cooperate, maybe highs in the upper 50s, doesn't look like it's going to get too cold on Saturday night, so the course might be a little wet. We've seen it, went out there a couple weeks ago to try to set things up, so it may be a little sloppy in places, but the weather looks fantastic, all we can ask for in January. I'm going to start by just giving a thank you to some of the sponsors that make it possible for this event to go on the way that it does. So big thanks to our title sponsor for 2020. It is Bind Brewing. It is a company located out of Salem that is kind of right behind the Tiger Disc Shop. So pop in there, say what's up to them, give them a thank you. They gave us $500 as a title sponsor for the Saniam Open this year. Other sponsorships are Valley Health Acupuncture, Two Town Cider House, Cracker Jack Apparel, Two Towns is going to have some CTP prizes out there on Sunday. Cracker Jack Apparel is going to have a little booth set up. Um, they seems like they might be able to do some custom apparel or are going to bring some disc golf-related attire uh, to sell that it won't be part of the tournament, but they are going to have a booth out there. So if you want to buy something separately, you're welcome to. Uh, Blue Valley Bistro going to provide coffee for players the morning of. Sounded like they also might do a CTP prize, so thank you to them. And then Peace Love Pretzels, sounded like they may bring some snacks out for players in the morning as well. And then we have 36 T-Sign sponsors. I'm not going to name them all, but I want to give you a big thanks if you were a T-Sign sponsor. All of those added up to roughly $2,000, just a little less than $2,000 in added cash going into the pro field. So thank you very much to all our sponsors. I need to give a thank you to my sponsors real quick, the ones that stand behind me that help make all of this possible, Innova Discs, Pound Disc Golf Packs, Tiger Discs, Flight Tell, Infinite Discs, and Valley Health Acupuncture. So just on a personal note, thank you to those companies that are working with me in 2020. All right, let's get into it. I want to do some course previews, talk a little bit about why we set the courses up the way that we do, what we are thinking on the holes. I'm going to do hole-by-hole preview, spend 10 or 15 seconds on each hole, and move on. We're going to start on the Bind Brewing course, which is the newer of the two courses, not the traditional Sandy M course. All players will be, will be playing both courses. So the pro groups and the MA50 group will start on the Bind Brewing course, and everyone else will start on the Tiger Discs course. So Bind Brewing starts off with a hole one is a par four, about 550 feet, easier hole to get started into your round. Obviously, we're doing a shotgun start, so it might not be your first hole, but Open fairway, crush a drive out there, throw a upshot that is accurate, goes under a tree with some low-hanging branches, but pretty fair par four to start. Hole two is a par three, 285 feet. It moves from open on hole one into a wooded section on hole two. There's a big tree on the right. There's a fence on the left. The basket's on a little bit of a mound. You've got to be accurate with your shot and your distance control. A birdie's possible here, though. It's not a super hard hole, but it does take an accurate straight shot to get it. Hole three is one of the big changes for this year. Last year, it was a par three that was kind of a forehand hole. This year, we moved the tee box and the basket back, made it just over 600 feet as a par four. It should take a drive 
that is straight to maybe a little ante out into the fairway, and then you'll turn and throw an upshot through some trees to a basket that's semi-guarded but has a big putting area that's clear, so you just got to beat a couple trees coming into it. Hole four is the first hole that has water. It's 250 feet. You tee off from a cart path. There is a huge layup area if you want to lay up short of the pond, but the basket is maybe 20 feet, 25 feet over a pond, so you've got to kind of pick and choose whether you want to go for it or not. If you throw it in the pond on your drive, you go straight to a drop zone. We have a PDGA waiver to let uh, those be the rule on that hole. But there's plenty of room to lay up short. You can lay up left, lay up right. But if you want the birdie, you got to go over the water. Hole five is 325 feet, a little bit uphill. You're throwing over a golf green, um, a drive that's pretty open, but you do have to be accurate in where you're going. Not much danger to be found in the hole, but 325 feet for your pro groups and your top advanced groups, it's going to be a hole that you want to get a birdie on. Hole six plays off of the golf course property just a little bit into an open field. The, you've got a big group of hedges on the right that you definitely don't want to go into. I guess they're not really hedges. They're kind of bushy trees. But those trees eat discs really bad. If you get in there, you're asking for a bogey. It's a little bit of a low cover tee shot. And then the basket sits on top of a little bit of a hill that's pretty flat on the right side, but falls down pretty significantly on the left. You definitely want to stay straight or right of the basket but not go in those bushy trees and you'll have yourself a putt, maybe steal a birdie out of hole six. Hole seven, par four, listed at 650 feet. It's really a two-shot hole. Your drive is going to be a righty backhand hyzer or straight shot. If you're listening to this, I suggest you throw straight and don't get tucked in on the left. And then you'll turn and throw an upshot that goes to the very back corner of the golf course property. It's a really fun hole, really cool hole. Not the easiest par four, though. There is some trouble to get in. Not a whole lot of out of bounds. You could snap one over onto a green, I guess, but really you're just trying to stay away from the trees and see if you can get a birdie out of hole seven. Hole eight, also par four. This one's going to play 625, 650. Um, open kind of crushing hyzer tee shot and then turn and the upshot is what really matters here. The basket is right next to the creek that separates the Tiger Disc course and the Bind Brewing course. You want to throw an accurate upshot. The water is 20 to 25 feet left of the basket, but there's plenty of room out on the right if you want to play for a par. Hole nine. This is one of our first long par threes. It's 400 feet, a little bit uphill. Um, it shapes right between two trees. So you kind of got to kick a field goal that is maybe 250 to 300 feet from the tee pad and then keep going up a little bit of a hill. It's a hole that... Not a lot of people are going to get a birdie on. You're going to see a lot of pars on it, but it will be a separator hole for the top players that want to keep going. Hole 10 is a turnover 320-foot par 3 that is shooting pretty significantly downhill. If you've ever played a dare, think hole 14 at a dare. Kind of the same style of shot, but not as much trouble to get in. Uh, take a fairway driver or a mid-range, throw a big ante, throw a big forehand if you have it, and you'll have a putt on that hole. Hole 11, a little bit of a walkout from 10's basket, but it will play across a couple fairways. Um, the basket is just short of a bridge. It's a pretty open hole. You'll want to pick your gap. There's kind of one off the tee pad to hit. It's got to be a straight shot. It's listed at 360 feet, so it's got a little bit of distance, but it's something that you're going to want to throw a good drive on and get yourself a putt. Hole 12, you'll walk back across the creek, and you're playing a 395-foot par 3 that shoots right next to a bunker. You've got a green on the left, so that's the only real trouble to get in. 
but distance is going to be a deciding factor if you can get a birdie here or not. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to end up in the bunker that are big arms that can throw at 395 because you're going to have to throw a fast disc. You're going to get a skip. You got to get a little close to that bunker if you do want to cart a birdie on 12. It's a really pretty tee shot. You're teeing off from the other side of the creek. Um, very visually appealing. It's a cool looking hole. Hole 13 had a little bit of a change this year. It's going to play uh, just over 300 feet, it looks like. Uh, you're basically throwing an open hyzer under a tree that's got some low cover. It's a little bit of a transition hole, but it was the best that we could do to get to the next couple holes, which are really cool. Hole 14, 280 foot. This is a true tunnel wooded shot. You're going to have a gap to hit through some trees. Disc has to stay straight the whole time and a little bit of a finish through some guardian trees right at the end. This is not that easy of a hole. It's something that is 280 feet and you're going to want a birdie on it, but it's going to require, require accuracy that's not often seen in a golf course. We're going to walk over then to hole 15. Hole 15 is going to play somewhere in the 330 range. You've got a bunker on the left, bunker on the right, green behind, and a pond in front. This is definitely the signature hole on the Bind Brewing course this year. You're teeing off from a golf tee pad. It's super pretty. We put pictures up before. If you watch my Instagram video where I was hitting a golf ball and throwing a disc, that's the hole. Super cool hole. You have maybe 30 feet on all directions of the basket before you're out of bounds. It's not an island. You can lay up short if you want, but it is something that birdies are going to be tough to come by on it. Accuracy is at a premium, so we'll see how it plays when we get all the groups out there. Hole 16, 260 feet. A little bit of an uphill green area that has a golf green right behind it that will be out of bounds. You can take a straight shot. You can throw a big hyzer from where the tee pad's at. But we're starting to work our way um, back towards hole one and two and kind of back to the clubhouse at this point. Hole 17 has a super cool green. The hole's going to play about 300 feet. It is The basket is in a grove of trees. So the basket will have guardian trees that are probably about 20 feet from it on all sides. It is fair. There's a gap to get in, but if you don't hit the gap, you're going to be hoping that you have a putt and the farther away you are, it may make upshots a little tricky if you don't throw a good drive. And then hole 18, traditional par four to end about 600 feet. You're going to want to crush a drive out there. The bigger arms are going to throw mid range or putter into this basket. The basket is right next to the clubhouse. Uh, it's got a green and a bunker on the right. You could throw it out of bounds long and there's some bushy trees on the left. Kind of a cool hole to end the Bind Brewing course. All right, over to the old course, the old course, the Tiger Disc course, the one that we've played for five years out here. There's very few changes on the Tiger Disc course. Hole one, your traditional 660-foot par four, takes a good drive, and then a hyzer approach if you're right-handed. The basket does sit on a little bit of a knoll, and we've seen rollaways in the past. It's not the easiest par four to start, but it's a hole that if you're competing at the top level, you definitely want a birdie. Hole two, 415 foot par three, green on the right. It's really just a crushing tee shot, crushing hyzer. It's something that the top distance guys are going to have putts at. Some of the control guys may lay up 50 or 60 short and take a longer one, but stay out of trouble where your top players could flip it onto a green that maybe everyone else can't get to. Hole three, there is a mando. You got to stay left of a tree, so you can't throw a big hyzer. 280 foot hole. This is definitely a birdie hole. It's a hole we've played the last couple years. We want to make sure that, you know, you want to pick this one up. It's a hole that you're getting into some longer ones afterwards. Hole four is a tough one. 
Uh, if you didn't birdie one or two, hole three is definitely one you want to pick up to get your round going. Hole four, 385, big right hand at Heiser. It may play a little shorter than that. It's a hole where you can throw straight at it. You can throw big forehand to it if you want. A lot of the players that I played with are trying to take a really wide high hyzer and spike one in towards the basket. There's a couple thick guardian trees that go all the way to the ground. If you get stuck behind those, you're not going to have a putt. Hole five, 250 feet, another traditional hole on this course, turning and throwing back towards the creek. Uh, you've got plenty of airspace to do whatever you want. You can throw forehand. You can throw a skipping backhand into it. Just don't go long because it drops off into the creek, and we've seen a lot of discs go in there. With how much rain and snow melt that we've had this week, I wouldn't doubt that there's quite a bit of water coming through that creek, and it might be the end of your disc if you throw it in there. Hole six, 320-foot par three. It is a tee shot that shoots from the woods and then kind of goes over a little mound. You've got a green on your right, and then the land drops back downhill to where the basket is. It looks pretty easy from the tee pad, but not a lot of birdies get carted on this hole. You can throw a flex forehand if you want. You can throw a backhand straight mid-range or fairway driver if you want. Not the hardest hole to par, but there's some trouble that comes into play. A lot of guys will hit early. Um, you'll have people that do flip it over onto the green, but picking up a birdie here is a good one. Hole seven, another traditional Tiger Discs course hole. You're shooting across the creek to a par four that is going to play um, into the back corner of the course, kind of by hole seven of the Vine Brewing course, actually. Uh, 550 feet, you want to throw a drive, but you're not really throwing distance driver if you're throwing over 450 because the green comes into play. Uh, it's not a hole I see anyone getting eagle putts on, but at the same time, it's a short par four. You want to throw a good drive, turn and throw a pitch up shot and take your birdie and move on. Hole eight is the shortest hole on, well, second shortest hole on the property, 215 feet, par three, shooting back over the creek. You've got some room to bail out long if you want, but the basket's pretty close to the creek if you want a birdie. There's some tree limbs that hang over the water. They come into play. Every year we see players throw it in the water. It's a hole that you want a two on, no matter what division you're on, but if you want to play safe, if you've got a good round going and don't want to deal with the water, you throw it a little long, turn around, and move on. Hole nine, 290 foot par three. It is very forehand friendly. Any golf course, we're trying to make courses that make you throw both right and left. This is definitely a forehand hole, kind of a low one that skips. If you don't have a ton of power, if you have really big power with your forehand, you can probably throw a high shot. And if you don't throw forehand, there's a roller possibility or there's a backdoor hyzer possibility that's pretty tight, but you can get a disc through. Moving on to hole 10, 700, put, 700 foot par four. Um, big drive, just throw it. You've got plenty of room to crush. You're going across a fairway and then the basket plateaus up onto a golf tee pad. That's a really cool putting area. There's a bunker short left that comes into play, a green that could come into play. If you saw your second shot off a little bit, it's a fun hole, really cool hole. You'll see one or two birdies per hole in your top groups on this, maybe one in the lower groups. And if you are one of those accuracy and not power players, you may be throwing two drives and then a layup to take your par. Hole 11 may be the signature hole on the Tiger Discourse. 1,000 foot par 5. Crush your drive. If you really launch a drive and you're a big arm, maybe you can get over the pond in two. But realistically, you're going to want to play a second shot that stays out in the fairway. Turn and throw an upshot to a green that's guarded by trees. The last four or 500 feet of this hole have a pond on the right side that really comes into play. You can see some big numbers on this hole as the easiest way to access a green a lot of times is to throw a hyzer over the water 
or play it really wide and be able to throw a forehand up shot. But if you do play it really wide, a lot of times you're going to take a par on a par five that you'd like to birdie. Hole 12 is a pretty big change this year. Uh, the map online still says it's 425. It is going to play about 300 feet, maybe a little bit under that through a tunnel. This was a hole we'd had some talk about that wasn't great. We want to make sure that we can improve any holes possible. It's going to play as a tunnel shot, very similar to hole two on the Bind Brewing course, but this is the only brand new hole on the Tiger Disc course this year. Tight tunnel shot mid-range. You can go wide, skip a hyzer in with a fast fast uh, speed driver and see if you can steal a birdie on a hole that is going to have a lot of pars. And for 280 feet, you can get trapped under some pretty big trees and take a bogey. Hole 13 is our traditional pond hole at the Tiger Discs course, 240 feet. Just got to get over the water. If you don't get over the water on this hole, there is a drop zone that you must play from. There's plenty of space out to the right and left if you want to bail out on your drive. Um, but if you throw your disc and it ends up in the water, no matter if it hits the bank or not, it's not last place that it was in bounds. We have a PDGA waiver that says we can use a drop zone on this hole. Hole 14. This is a really cool separator pro to am hole about 450 feet, maybe plays a little less than that. It's a big crush with the distance driver. Pretty open. It's got some trees at the end. If you do saw one off, the creek is on the left. We've seen some drives end up in there before. And there's a cart path on the right that you can't throw it over. So not a hard hole to stay in bounds on. But if you do get greedy and try to smash one and let it out early or flip it over, you can get in trouble and find yourself a bogey on a pretty open 450-foot hole. Hole 15 is our island hole. We're playing it the same as the last few years. We do have a PDGA waiver to let us use an island hole. Any drives that do not end up in bounds at rest, they go straight to the drop zone. It's about 45 feet from the basket from the drop zone, so you still have a chance to save your three, but likely will take a bogey. If you throw it in bounds, there's a really good chance you're getting a birdie and moving on. Hole 16, tough par three, 450 feet. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a birdie on this hole yet or not. I've definitely seen some strokes lost to bogeys, though. You have to smash a big hyzer or an ante, or if you have a giant forehand, maybe a forehand flex shot. The basket is really well guarded in a cool grove of trees. Super pretty. It's got some rocks around it. A very picturesque green coming down the stretch. It's a hole where you are holding on for dear life if you're leading a tournament trying to survive hole 16 so you can move on to 17 and 18. Hole 17, pretty easy par 4, 525 feet. I should say pretty short, maybe not pretty easy. A drive that you have to throw a dead straight shot or a little bit of an ante to not go over a cart path that's on your left. And then the, the approach is guarded by one really big tree that forces you to go super low with the second shot or throw a forehand that sweeps around. If you can place your drive a little farther left over by the cart path without going over it, it opens up your angle quite a bit more, but it's a little risky. This is a hole that you want to birdie on at 525 feet as a par four and maybe your last safe scoring opportunity. Hole 18, 370 feet. It is a par three. We got a green on the right, a bunker on the right, a cart path that's out of bounds on the left. This is the site of Dustin Keegan's walk-off ace a couple years ago. It was one shot ahead of me going into the final hole. Steps up first and throws it in the basket from 370. Really cool moment. Great shot. This is a hole that you can throw fairway driver on. You can throw distance driver on. Totally up to you. Or if you got a good round, maybe you got a lead. This is the last hole of the tournament. You can play it safe. If you didn't start on hole 18, you're going to have to pick. Or if you didn't start on hole 1, you're going to have to pick and choose whether you want to try to get a birdie on 18 or not. There's a lot of uh, reward 
for the good shot, but there's a ton of risk and penalty strokes can come all around the basket in many ways. Those are my previews. I'm super excited to have everyone out this weekend. Very much looking forward to seeing everyone to seeing or to letting you guys see all the hard work that's went into this. I just want to give a thank you to our sponsors again. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the course preview. And since no one can get out to practice the courses until Sunday morning, hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight into what we were thinking with the course setup. All right. Thank you guys for listening and see everyone on Sunday.